But so I was also watching the audio levels levels for like us talking. Yeah, when you yell, it, I can't hear it. Like when you were when you there was a couple of uh, noises you made, I couldn't hear it. Yeah, because I have became, it became white noise. I have a setting where I don't peak, so if I peak too high, it just goes. So you don't just hear me like going off the rails. I mean, it makes sense. You peaked in high school, so I might as well keep that trend, right? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyways, welcome everybody. This is the first episode of the Mox Fathers. My name is Baldy, and over to my left is Ameth, who just brought up the fact that I peaked in high school. So this is we're off to a great start today. Excellent start. Um, so, uh, this is a newer <clears throat> podcast. Our main focus is going to be on Commander, uh, with ma- a main focus on the competitive side of Commander. We will poke on other formats, such as, like, Popper, lower-level decks, because we, I have some lower-level decks. He doesn't. It is sure what no. it is. <laughs> no, you, no, you don't. <laughs> he sure no. should count Popper, and you hate it anyways. Uh, yeah. Unless uh, it's one-on-one. Any... One-on-one's fine. It one one is fine. It just uh, we can't have that. We can't have these games lasting. Yeah, three hour games, twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, so. I've I've watched PDH pals play the same game for over two hours plus, and I'm just like, I would have lost my mind by then. Like power well, to you guys, PDH pals. You guys are great, but I can't do that. I mean, think about it. The one game that I played against Alex, one of our buddies that we I got into this format. And Hobby, several months ago, who's already spent his wad on all of the re- reserve list gold. Um, we played a three and a half hour one v one popper EDH game to where I needed to call out of work the next day. Uh, side note, I work from home, so it's like four a.m. crack of dawn. I can't do this. Nope, just fire off that email to my supervisor. I'm not turning my computer on. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. All right, so uh, I'll let Amoth go first. <clears throat> he's been playing Magic a little less than I have. He plays it more frequently than I do now, but he's been playing for a less amount of time total. So, Amoth, take it away, buddy. Uh, I'm, I started playing back uh, in M15. Uh, my first draft set was Konzatark here. That is how I amassed all of my collection for the most part in draft because you know that's when the fetches came back into standard um and drafting allowed me to accumulate a lot of fetches and great trade fodder so i could get out of standard quickly and go into modern and slowly from modern i realized that was a doo-doo format and commander became my main focus uh i mean you dabbled in legacy too though well you know legacy was a great format until it wasn't (laughs) Yeah, until, like, Delver just dominated everything in the format. Well, also, when we went to Eternal Weekend 2019, and I was, like, sleeving up my my uh, Pride and Joy reanimator, and I got destroyed because everyone was prepared for reanimator. Well, Graveyard Hate's just so easy. I mean, it's the same in Commander. Like, it's a real, like, if you want to play a Graveyard-focused deck in Commander now, it's such a gamble. Because you just have to hope somebody in your in your pod doesn't have rest in peace. Usually you're playing green, so you have answers to enchantments, but like rest in peace, Leyline in the void. Relic doesn't seem a lot of play, right? More artifact like I was playing in Urza for a little while because it's a one drop one That's drop fair. mana rock as well. It's a lot of utility. Right. 
Um, but <clears throat> I decided in that deck, I took that right out and played um, Tormod's Crypt because it's free. Yeah, I mean, so there's a fair amount of just like ways to get rid of the graveyard. But Zhuka Bog's a big one. Like, I but just... you know what? Lands, lands that come in tapped, we don't see it that much in CEDH. You don't see... Um... I mean, if it's if, just... if it's still if there's one tap land a black deck would wants to have, it's Bojuka Bug. Like you'll you'll see it in a lot of lists. Yeah, unless I... it's like a three color deck, and then it kind of gets to that hairy point. You're like, this is gonna really slow me down. But like in a yeah. two or one color black deck, they're great. Yeah, but you know what? The only way to play is CDH. <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only way. Because you know, you know. For the people, casual players out there, I don't know how you do it. Land, go. <laughs> Dork, go. Dork, go. Unnecessary, uh, doesn't impact the game, spell, go. Go. And then three and a half hours goes by, and no one's won. The common misconception with com like competitive EDH, everybody thinks that the turns last one second, the games last three turns, and it's over. One of our buddies, Ryan, who is one of the people who have literal everything from magic's history um but he can't stand when you win with a two card combo that, that, that was... being said that being said i think we're gonna have a whole episode just about that combo oh yeah 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 because i is... think that combo in all okay the combo we're talking about by the way is historical thoughts is oracle and whatever card you want to combo off with it whether it be like because it can be demonic, can be demonic consultation or tainted pack, right? Or how I won with ad nauseum. <laughs> but either way, like that, <clears throat> especially the demonic consultation route, like that is such an unbelievably easy combo to pull off. That's the thing, and it's very what? hard to disrupt once it's going. You can't bounce. You can't bounce Thoracle because the trigger is still there. Yep. You can't kill it. The trigger is still there. The, the yep. only thing you're doing is casting dress down um, or just countering the um, the tainted pack or consultation. That's, that's re really it. Or if you're the weird player that knows how to end the turn, you just end the turn. So our friend Ryan, I love the kid to death. And Plays I, I, and the I, jank. I, but the thing is, he wants to be original. And brew, and this actually goes back to the big, like we something we talked about earlier, is brewing in commander is brutal. Once you reach that certain level of like level like level seven and above, like on the power scale of commander, brewing at that point is super hard because a lot of a lot of lists are already very established. So to come out with like a new creative list that has that high <clears throat> level power level is not easy. It's not. All right. Well, I want to introduce myself now because we went off a rant. So we're off to a good start. First podcast already ranting. Don't even do the intros, right? Great. Good job. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. All right, I'm uh I'm Jesse slash Baldy Kong. I uh, have done some Twitch streaming, some YouTube content as well. Um, I've been playing since Urza Saga. Uh, when I was younger, my cousin was like, "Uh, what are you playing?" <clears throat> I'm playing Pokemon because that's what everybody was playing at the time. I'll take eight. He's Same. Like, he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Like passes me a Magic deck. He's like, "This is what you play." And I have been hooked off and on ever since. Like Amoth here, I played Modern for pretty long time i enjoyed it for a long time and then i just kind of really fell out of it case in point the reason we're called the mox fathers is because we're both parents we're both dads and i don't have the time to keep up with the meta from modern or legacy or standard i do not have the time i don't have the time to get the reps i can't sets come out so fast now like i cannot keep up with anything unbelievably fast 
We all know the money cards that affect the decks that come out of standard. You need them in uh, modern right away. And they're usually like 20 to 30 bucks. That's $100 a play set. It adds up. <clears throat> and those cards usually end up going down. So they're a piss poor investment. The Whereas, only time it works is if they if they actually see uh, eternal, like real eternal play and commander. And it, like it has to see consistent modern play too. Like it can't be like, hey, this is the flavor of the month for uh, three to four weeks, and then somebody finds an answer, then nobody plays it. And then modern horizons, I I love the cards that come out of it, but I it really priced me out of the format, and I don't want to spend four hundred dollars on one drops. I'm looking at you, Ragavan. Looking at you, buddy. Unbelievable card, unbelievable in, in every format that it's in. Yeah, and, and you didn't need both effects on the card, people. You only needed one. I would have been happy yeah. with one of those effects, a treasure or the card, not both. It's silly. Like, it's so good. It's just so good. I've also dabbled in Legacy as well. I play Burn religiously in Legacy. I win for some reason. I it's it works. I don't have to think. I just go bolt face. Yeah, and every legacy deck I've played just lose, lose, lose. And your legacy decks are like where, like three to four times, five times what I'm playing. So even even back when we were playing, when the cards were not as expensive, yeah, so it's I mean, a lot. Like when you look at how much a reanimator list costs now compared to what it used, it was under it was under twelve hundred dollars with the duels back then because the, and other the duels cards were, were still nothing. like what sixty percent of the deck, if not more. Yeah, because I mean, at least for me, like I played two Badlands and either a Scrubland or or Bayou, depending on what my sideboard was. Yep. And you can get away with playing with like one shock too. Like if you didn't have one of the others, like it's not going to kill you either way. Uh, I mean, apparently now a lot of shocks are seeing play in Legacy because the mana bases are so greedy. Yeah, Blood Moon, baby. Yeah, they well, you know what? That card just made Blood Moon negated Blood Moon. That's gonna make Elves be a much better deck, I think. Yeah, you can see Gaius Cradle go over at like fourteen hundred again. Well, they're they're over eleven hundred bucks now. No one's gonna pay minty prices, you kidding me? Nope. I got mine for six forty five. What's the name of that card? Which one? The the elf? Yeah. Uh, the uh, the one that let's let's look her up. Oh, it's the it's the commander one too, right? Yes, it's a commander. Oh, one, so, so dude, it's gonna be, be so rare. Only gonna be legal in root um, path purifier. Lands your control and lands in your library are basic. Like you're gonna see, like prismatic vista, see a lot more play now. Oh, 100 percent prismatic vista, fabled passage. Uh, then you have Urza's workshop, which is now adding. A fifth land to the Urza's, the other one being Urza's Factory that nobody has ever played. But now people will play it, because now it has a purpose. Oh, I just got the player rewards one for $4. Did you really? Yep, I bought it. I, I added it to my uh, my Anya pile today. Because you know what? It doesn't hurt. I was like, 4 bucks, No problem. If it goes up, it goes up. It's going to go up. For those listening, I think that's a very good pickup right now. If you can get that for other $10, go for it. In a Tron-style deck... The other ability is actually good, just to create a 2-2. Two -two. Especially if you have stuff untapping your lands or something. I mean, and the best thing about Urza's Workshop is that you can have three of them in play. They're not legendary, and then they trigger themselves. Let's just make Tron, like, stupid again. It, it's just oh! what it is. It's a commander card, too, though, so it's not legal in modern, thank God. 
<laughs> no, it's only oh. legal in Le Legacy Vintage and Commander. Oh, thank God. I just I thought it was a regular set card. I was like, this is stupid. And my son in the background, because he wants to escape, is just... Oh, that's right. He's still escaping. <laughs> Welcome He's to the podcast, kid. <clears throat> He's wreaking havoc in my bedroom, and um, Marcelo is trying, trying to go to sleep, and she is probably... Cussing you out right now? Why are you, stupid? Why are you doing this podcast? This is outrageous. That's yeah. not what Marcella sounds like, but I can't even come close to pretending to do her voice. <laughs> I actually have to see real quick if he just destroyed something. One second. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, nothing is broken. Thankfully, nothing's broken, and thankfully, I can edit this podcast. Oh, does he have a poop? Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, keeping, I'm keeping that in. You should. Yeah, it's just... Uh, and like what all he's causing is our is our household morale to go down. It's just down. It's just down. Can't it's sleep just, no more. Oh, these kids have kids. Am I right? Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Wait until, <sighs> wait until you have more. <laughs> Zero more. Zero more. Okay. All right, all right. He threw the clean diaper that she needed to change him onto the floor. Classy. He is. Uh, he is a class act. He is he is my son. He is my son. It's like he knew that I was trying to do something this evening, and he's like, yeah, "The fuck you are." <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the kids know. Kids know. They're like, "Oh, you have something planned? Oh, I'm gonna make it so inconvenient for you." Oh, and he is. <laughs> uh, I I wouldn't trade it for the world, but sometimes it was like, "Hey, buddy. absolutely not." <laughs> I wouldn't uh, either, but it's just like you just give him that look. Like, can you listen for one time? For one please? time, listen. <laughs> one time, listen, please. Uh, all right. So, let's... I think what like our our topic should be um, is let's talk. Let's talk about big events because we just had a big event. MTG thirty just happened. Thank God There's been some go. mixed things about it. So we were actually originally planning to go to this. Uh, it is known. Our our usual like bigger trip away because we're from New England. We get blessed, and we actually have a lot of events near us. Like we have like Magic Fest, Providence, Hartford, Worcester slash Boston. So like we get very lucky and have a lot of bigger events near us. But we like to go away once a year to go to a big event. All right. So we usually go to Eternal Weekend when we're still playing a lot of Legacy. They decided to announce it last week, and it's happening in December. So we're like, oops, oh well. We already plan to go to MTG Summit, which is a brand new event this year, and. It looks really good. They're putting out more and more details now. Um, but let's go back to MTG 30. And there's a mixed bag of emotions about this event. If you are a creator, it looks like you had a great time. If With you all weren't, the stuff. <laughs> if you weren't, it was uh, a thing called Line Simulator. Or hopefully you can finish your event in time. So I previously went to MTG 25. And that's why I wanted to go to 30. Because 25 was kind of a, also a mixed bag experience. A lot of people forget this. The main event for MTG 25 was Modern. And it got cut off after the third round for like four hours. Like the, the software just stopped working. Wizards event reporter just stopped. And then, and then we're just like... um. So they gave us the option to actually just opt out of the event if you don't want to keep playing, which I did. Like, I'm one and two, and you're giving me my money back. Yeah, I'll take that option. I don't want to do this. 
But if you saw like all the pictures and stuff, I'll put some of them up. Like they thankfully fixed a lot of the issues down the road in this event. But like some of it was just like, what are you doing? They charged people $350 to play in the commander area for the weekend. And like nobody was there. Who would have thought the, the most casual format, people don't want to pay $350 to play it. Who like who would have thought? Where the majority of decks have proxies in them, which is perfectly fine by me at this point. The prices of cards are just way too much, and I don't blame anybody at this point. I really don't. I mean, if you start proxying like islands and stuff, and they're not like well, you, you know what I mean? Like if you start proxying dollar cards, and I'm like, eh. No, I think depending on like your age, because obviously, you know, your financial uh, portfolio takes a play in it. Yeah. But like if you're proxy proxying, at least I think for us, if you're proxying anything less than $40, buy the card. I mean, like, like you said, like if you don't have the financial ability to do it, but you still want to play, I'm not going to blame you. Like, no. I just want to play the game at this point. Like. I, I don't want to gatekeep it from people being able to play this. I understand like this is like a quote unquote like a pay to win game now at this point, but I just want to play the game. Like mm-hmm. I just want to go to the table, play a four man pot of CEDH and have fun. Like yeah. I'm not buying five LEDs to put in all my commander decks. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. That's not oh, reasonable by any way. Rest in peace, LEDs. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you fire sale those at the wrong time, buddy. Well, we've all fire sale like reserve list stuff, thinking it couldn't go up anymore. I mean, to be fair, what I got was a good deal at the time. You I did. got an underground sea, which was in decent condition, and a playset of alliance force wills for four LEDs. That's which, fair. At the time, it was which, very fair. Yeah, and now a playset of decent LEDs is eighteen hundred bucks. Well, I think <laughs> didn't it also spike because of underworld breach. Like yes, Underworld Breach LED is just like it's such a like mainstay combo for the format right now. Oh, a hundred percent. Like that is that with the breach lines, the breach lines with brain freeze. It's you saw that new card though, right? Uh, what is it? Calamity's Wake, the white one, the one and oh. one white. Hey, let me just turn off your combo and make you feel real bad about it. Yep, that's just that's awful. True. Anywho, oh, and there he goes. He's running around. Uh, yeah. gotta love it. So, back to we'll M- out now. <laughs> MTG 30. It was just like it's an obvious cash grab. I feel bad for people that weren't even able to finish their events. Like, people were only able to play two or three rounds of some events because there was like an hour time difference between the ends of rounds because nobody was reporting right. And you would think Wizards would have this down to a science at this point. I understand we're just coming back from COVID. This is your first real big event since COVID. But, like, come on. You've been doing this for how long now? And you still don't have it right? Like, I mean, don't you think, I mean, kind of like historically, Wizards, you know, being in control of their own events has never actually been that great. Well, it was them in past times. I, I See, I'm too new to even know what past times is. Pastimes used to be one of the, I think, big four or five of the companies that used to run Grand Prix when they were still known as Grand Prix. It was Pastimes, TJ's, Channel Fireball. I, I honestly forget the other one. There's 
Um, what's the one that, that like Eternal Weekend? What's, what what's the company that does Eternal Weekend? Car Titan. Car Titan. And I don't think they ever had the contract. They might have done a couple Grand Prix, but I don't think they were like one of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we'll we'll see how they rebound from this. I mean, it didn't help. There was already a ton of negative press because of the, about the MTG Thirty product, the anniversary product. Like this, is he okay? Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> We have one of those kids' basketball hoops. He's throwing it up and down. <laughs> All right. So, is he, is he at least scoring? Um, honestly, if I could get him on camera, 20 shots from kids' three-point distance, he's getting 18 of them in. Oh. This kid's Larry Bird incarnate. I like it. Um, But, like, come on. This is good. You would think you would be better prepared after all that backlash you get. You've had months to get this event right. Months. And then you go and have events planned after the hall closes. The hall closes at 7 p.m. They kick the people out. Even if you're waiting for an event to happen that doesn't fire off until like 10 o'clock. So but how do you stay? You have to wait until your event starts and then go back in. So you're literally just waiting outside. That's wild. Because, I mean, did you see that? I think it was a tweet uh, that the MTG Goldfish guys were playing Commander in the hall next to... Yeah, they were. And, like, they're not going to buy into that. They're not going to. And, like, and if I remember this correctly, I don't think Prof went this week, went to this. Because he is a very vocal critic of Watsy, and he's just like, why? Like this, none of this makes sense. I have no problem paying to play Commander for a weekend. Like, give me a couple freebies or whatever. Let's say it's a it's a two day weekend event instead of or three day, roughly fifty dollars a day. But I get something out of it, or I get vouchers to use to like win other vouchers tickets so to speak i have no problem with that because you still have to make money for me playing at a table but 350 stop it stop it and don't discourage people from playing out elsewhere in a free play area mm-hmm. like get like give them a reason to sign up for it get yeah, everybody was... everybody has playmats give them a playmat give them a promo that's fine I mean, it was kind of an egregious thing to do with that amount of money and then have all the pictures you see online of just that vacant commander yeah. play area. I, I love like three people in a corner playing that they were the only ones to, to pay the money. I love the meme where it was Wasteland and it's just a picture of all those tables. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's rough. Yeah. But like, I, I want Wasi to do better. Like, I'm not going to like trash on them, like down their throats called them the worst company ever. This is like the end times. It's not going to happen. Too many people play this game right now for it to fail. Unless like the rules committee slash like uh, people who ban cards stop banning cards to the point where the game's broken, which they're not going to stop doing because they want people to play the game. Or they start designing terrible cards, which I think they're actually designing some of the best stuff they've had in a long time. Like these cards in Brothers War look awesome. No, this looks like a really good standard set. Printing Diabolic Intent in a standard set that actually has 
that actually has token generation. So you're not actually probably going to sack a relevant creature. I mean, you're introducing pretty much Demonic Tutor into Modern. I mean, a harder to play Demonic Tutor, but Demonic Tutor nonetheless. Like, that's big. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a card you can easily ban. And I'm okay with that. Like, if it doesn't work out. But you have to test this sometimes. You have to print that high power card and see if it's safe enough to play in Modern. If, like, 50% of the decks play this in a couple months, eh, you might want to readdress it. But you don't know if I you mean, don't try. Anything that's going to play black is going that has relevant, that makes an irrelevant amount of creatures is going to play Diabolic. But the thing is, in just black, there's not a lot of token generation in black. But so like with white, black white tokens, we're going back to it, baby. Actually, stop it! You're not playing mine. I know, anymore. I'm not, I'm not, not. Anyways, but like, but I feel like with this brothers set, brothers war set, it is a good balance of competitive cards and casual cards. Like, there's a bunch of really cool cards that will never see competitive play, but they'll see play at a moderate, like a medium level table because they're just value. MTG 30, there was a lot of artists that they didn't announce until two weeks before the event happened. They initially announced five artists and then nothing for weeks, for weeks, for months. And then two weeks before the, you hold the event, you announce the rest of the artists. That's why a lot of us go to the show. Like, I like getting my cards signed. I like getting my cards Same. altered by the artists if they do it. Uh-huh. Teeden. Yeah, like guys like Teeden, Pool, RK Post does a ton of different altars. Um, most artists, unless they don't like doing it, will do it because it's more money. Like, oh, hey, it takes me 10 minutes to do this sketch on this card and you're going to pay me $40? Yeah, okay, sounds good. Or even more, because some people can really bang out these amazing altars in crazy time. And it's really well to see. Like, you can, I mean, we have altered cards by non artists too that are just unbelievable and like the my fierce guardianship yeah your fierce guardianship with uh rocket and root amazing rocket amazing Groot. amazing mm-hmm. we'll show that off someday um mm-hmm. actually i would like to get some alterists on the podcast at some point i think i can make that happen with a couple people so what happened well don't don't put a fish tank in your son's room bad bad mistake no <laughs> so how you doing sweetness uh, um, you know, just, it's like my son knew that I had to do something tonight. So, uh, how's the fish? And, Mar- uh, and Marcella is very upset because she was in fact sleeping. Uh, yeah, I will be taking that fish tank out of his room tomorrow. Is the fish still with us? So it's a 20 gallon. So he decided to play basketball with his shoes, his stuffed animals, coat hangers, um, a puzzle he threw puzzle pieces into it and when i told you earlier if that was in this video that he's like larry bird in the accuracy uh it's pitch black in his room with a tiny little black light for ambient light and everything a timberland boot it was in the fish tank his crocs Stop so it. so needless to say we're doing <laughs> We're doing well. We're doing well. We're not sleeping tonight. I can tell you that. 
Oh man, this is great. I love this. Is it? Is it? Is it? Really? This kid, honestly, who heck? Have kids, they say. <laughs> Are you okay now? Oh, I'm good. I mean, I promise this isn't going to be like this every time. I promise. I, I, I don't believe that at all. Uh, I mean, it's in the name. We are the dads Mox. of magic. Yeah, we're the Mox Ma- Fathers, baby. We're the Mox Fathers. And this is a great showing of how it is for me. <laughs> and this is why we play Commander, because this is the only yeah. thing we can keep up with. Yeah, because only so many things get added into the game. Dirty had a bunch of cool stuff. They had all the uh, exclusive clothing that we're never going to see again. Like those jackets were freaking fire. But the backpacks were nice too. Yeah, those are expensive backpacks. I think they, they that, came with a VIP or something. Like they, those they are did, like yeah. Timbuktu backpacks are like one twenty to one fifty each. Yeah, that was the in the VIP. Um, the the sweet arcane signet. I'm hoping that we can acquire that from other events the rest like for the next like year or so. Because, like, if that's the only event that's at, that's going to be, like, ugh. They're right now, they're, like, 30-ish online. But, like, that edge falling on them is fire. And it looks like Thanos. Yeah, I mean, they know what they were doing. They know. They know. Mm Mm-hmm. They knew. They knew. And, uh, like, there was a lot of really cool things that came out of it. But I just think, overall, the organization of it was just, like, you could do better. And you know you can do better. But the thing is, you don't know how well it's going to go until it happens either. On even like mm-hmm. defend them a little bit. This event we're going to in a week or so. Nine days. What, nine days. The summit is a first time event. So I have a feeling they're having a lot of help. It's a three man team originally, and they branched out to do this. Uh, it's called Kingdoms. That's the group of people running this. And they've brought a lot of people in. Like they've brought in a lot of content creators. A lot of artists, um, a lot of different people with different ends of the community. And I think there's a lot of discourse going between everybody like, hey, what do you like in events? What you don't you like in events? So they're really listening to everything. And I don't think they're going over the top of anything either. I mean, we are playing for a Black Lotus. Like, it is a, the main event is what? It's limited, right? Yeah, it's limited. Brothers War draft. Brother, uh, it's no, it's a pre-release, so it's not even draft. So, like, if you get a good pool, I mean, I'm gonna play it. I'm not gonna not not play for a Lotus. Worth a shot. Yeah. If that's I like saying, <laughs> that's like saying no to fifteen grand. No. Like, what could be on your side, and you just open up fire packs, like, and you just go for it, and then we have Commander going on then you have all these special events like playing with creators playing with sheldon who is the godfather of magic so to speak i uh, can play with brandon sanderson who is the acclaimed author and who also did a story for magic as well uh then you have the plunder games and then um it's they're kind of like being a little iffy on the details for that too but there's a lot going on like what not sponsoring this event uh, which is big, and there's a lot of vendors going. I'm hoping the guys in Kingdoms get this, get it done right the first time. Because well, if you have, don't, uh, it's their first one. They have to shine. They do, and I, I'm really pulling for them. It's really promising because it's a different kind of event. Like it's not geared towards being super competitive. 
Like there is going to no. be CEDH and stuff, but like, and there is a prize for a Lotus, but like, you're not going there to play, get onto the pro tour. It's not worlds. I mean, we just had worlds and nobody knew it. There was worlds at MTG 30 and it was on arena. And I have a huge problem with that. You're going to have your premier event for the whole year, not play, be played on paper. I think that's a huge injustice to the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. I understand that you're showing off the arena product and you're also eliminating cheating because it is on a digital product. I just don't think it's as, as exciting as seeing someone top deck the win. Like I, I miss that. I really do miss that. I mean, we'll see it again because we're going back to normal now. Yeah, I, I don't like us going more to the digital row. I really don't. And like, I'm not no. trying to like speak like as an old, an old head, so to speak, but like seeing people play competitive magic in paper form is just something else. Because there's poker, there's, like, there's a poker face involved with it too. Like there is an actual um, emotional IQ stress test going on between the two players. Like you, you run, you run your probabilities like what they could have, what they can't have. Um, and then you can literally psych people out. It happens, or you just go for it because God hates a coward. Like you sometimes you just have to go. For it. I I think you lose a lot of the personality of the game by doing just digital. And that's not it like not. it is not like shitting on anyone who does play arena competitively, who streams it, because you still get to see that person and they're giving out a person piece of their personality. So that's a little different. But like on a competitive scale, just seeing people being super intense and half the time they're not really like narrating what they're doing. They're just being super intense and clicking buttons. And that's just not for me. If that's for you, that's for you, that's fine. But there's always something special about playing Paper Magic. And I want to talk with my friends when I play Magic. Like, I want to be able to see them across the hall. You you want to talk You want to talk to us when you're playing Magic? I do. Or, or you I want to look food. at your I Android telephone. My Android telephone is when I'm ordering food. Stop it. Or I'm waiting for Ryan to do his turn. 47 minutes later. 47 minutes later. Alright, I'm going to play half the deck and say go. I mean, I've been there too. I, I have whiffed so many times. I'm like, all right, cool. It should be in the next like ten cards. No, all right, ten more. No, all right. I'm just gonna go over here and lose the game. Thanks. But that's the like that's the thing I love about CEDH though, and just EDH in general. There's so much variance in what people play. Like you can play a top tier CEDH deck, but there'll still be like ten cards that are different, and that may seem like a small like a small amount out of the hundred to some people. But those 10 cards are going to be a huge difference in how the deck's played. There's a lot of high-end decks that play a discard package for some reason. I don't understand it. It's Thoughtseize, Collective Brutality, Cabal Therapy. And I'm just like, why? You I know just what? Like, Actually, it's a reanimator I necessarily thing. Disagree. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Like, I know for you who plays Prosper, those were in the deck. Like, for us in our playgroup, you don't really need it for the most part, because you know who's playing what. Yeah. But if you were going to play Prosper in the CDH event, I would 100% still put the, I would put those cards back because if you're, if there's only one blue player at the table, so you thought sees them, you bait out the counter spell. It's the same That's thing fair. as doing it That's in fair. Legacy. You're going to bait out that counter spell. Same thing with Collective Brutality. It's duress with other modes you're still going to bait out a counterspell. And if they only have one counterspell in their hand, just like in a legacy game, they're going to reveal their hand and you're going to take that force of will. And okay. then, then boom, doomsday. 
free okay. free and clear doomsday send it um, for like me right example i don't play the a lot of the fast mana in Najila in our group yep like i take out the spirit guides and lotus petal for toski uh braids and null rod because of our play group but when i went to that cdh event i put the, the i took null rod out because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get rid of that if I'm going for infinite combat with Najila in the tokens. I mean, the treasures, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like knowing your audience, like in a blind competition for, for, for both of our decks, yeah, it yeah. makes sense. To be able to go, I know I'm about to win, but let's see if you have it. Let's make you have it. And that's what the Thought Seize is for. Ping it's pong like, balls right. now? Say what? Ping pong balls now? Listen, he's got so many balls. It's just he's a collector. <laughs> I wonder where he got that from. I don't know. So we're gonna see within the next like six months a big, huge return to bigger events in Magic. Whether it be uh, Star City Games has their cons going on now. They're calling them cons, which I think is an appropriate name. Um, <laughs> oh, not like that! Wow! Wow! <laughs> Um, but I, I like the name because it makes it seem more of an open thing. Like you can come to the event, whereas like before, like um, oh, like con convention. Not, yes, conventions. Yes, not, it's more not open, like, like more inviting to like more people to come in. Mm. But I want to see what else pops out because now Channel Fireball is now property of TCG. TCG player, they now own Channel Fireball. So are we going to see like a Channel Fireball slash TCG series come back? Because remember when they used to have five Ks for a TCG player, and used to have them all the time it was great. And so then... does that mean eBay owns those things? God, you're right. No. I mean, I got an email from TCG talking about the email, the eBay uh, solidifying the deal. Yeah. And it's saying that TCG is still going to function independently as its own entity. It just happens to be owned by eBay. Which, I mean, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Because then they can have more things go through their website and have things more authenticated. And that's one of the big things why they try and do TCG Play Direct is to send stuff in so you can authenticate it, which I've been fleeced a couple times, some intentionally, some non-intentionally on TCG um, for like 20 $30 cards that are fake. And it sucks. You go for the process and TCG Player takes care of you. They want pictures and stuff to make sure it's actually fake, which is fine. Going forward is going to really help deter fake cards being out there. Yep. But so, what are we going to? Are we going to see Magic Fest make a, a comeback around? Are we going to see more Star City cons? Like, I want to see in like by summertime because I think by summertime you're going to see a huge relief from COVID restrictions because huh. like Magic Thirty still required masks. I believe Summit, from what I've read, is not requiring masks, but encourages them. I'm vaccinated. I have my booster. I'm not going to wear my mask. If somebody at the table that like is is super uneasy and is like polite about it, I might wear it. But like even then, I'm like I I'm vaccinated. I have I've had COVID twice. I've I had my booster. Times. I've had my booster. Like I'm not going to this event sick. I'm not going to be that guy either. I'm going to wash my hands. We mean we're at a nerd convention. I'm washing my hands. That being said, if you go to large magic events or any magic events at all, please shower and wear deodorant. The fact that we still have to say this years later. 
And one thing I will say though is I do that like do like that some stores now provide hygiene products because sometimes like people are down on their luck sometimes. But if you can afford a pack of magic cards or Pokemon cards, you can afford a bar of deodorant. But it's it's something that is a bad stigma for our community for such a long time. And the fact that we're still addressing it still is like, come on guys, please. And I mean, you got to think about it. A lot of that plays into why a lot of women don't play in these bigger events. And, but at the same time, we're having such a huge increase in women and like minority players in general. And it's great because it's nice to see, a different array of people, like a di- more diverse crowd. I want as many people as I can playing this game. And if we're going to continue to grow this game, we have to better present ourselves as a play group, as a, um, as players. Like when you go into a store, I don't want to smell you. Like it's, I don't want to be rude. It's just, I don't want to smell BO. But if you want to know why some people just don't play at local game stores, it is because people are afraid to address the elephant in a room. Like, hey, guys, I, I love that you guys come here, but you guys got to really start taking care of yourselves a little bit better. Not wrong. Because it, un- it is an unfortunate, an unfortunate reality with a lot of the clientele that plays this game. But on the other side of things, we have gotten way better about getting toxic people out of our communities. Like people that just, I don't want near me. I don't want near kids. I don't want being like just, just this negative light in our community. A lot of stores aren't dealing with it anymore. So if you're just a, for lack of better terms, an asshole stores are all about just getting rid of you now. Like they don't care about how much money you spend. If you're going to be a jerk to the people you play with, if you're going to be, like sexist, racist, homophobic. We're, we're not dealing with it, dude. Just get out. And if it well, gets you know, ba- if it gets bad enough, they'll just have wi- you banned from Wizards. Like they'll document everything. And we've had people at our stores, you know, unfortunately, uh, have a, that terrible affliction for children, and we have gotten rid of them in, in our local game stores. Thank God. Yeah, or just be general, just bad people. Like I'm just sorry, man. Either grow up or get out. Like I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. I came here to have a good time. I want everybody to feel like safe and welcome where I'm playing. I don't want to feel make people feel comfortable. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I've definitely said things that I have like fixed myself on saying. But like I, I'm not about that, man. I just want to be able to play magic. Whoever wants to come play at my table, I'll play with you. But you have to be a upstanding person about it. Like I'm not here to trash talk everybody. Like you and I will trash talk each other the entire time that's because we've been knowing each other for so long or anybody in our normal play group i'm not going to go up to somebody that i don't have never played with and just start telling them that they have a shit deck or they're making terrible plays you're supposed to help coach them up especially if they're newer hey man you don't counter this like you don't counter the tutor you let them resolve the tutor you counter whatever the tutor for and then you explain them yeah depending on what it is i would say roughly like 85 percent of the time Oh yeah, hundred percent. Eighty-five percent of the time, hundred percent. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. But if you explain that to people, they'll be like, "Oh, thank you," and that's why it's a good player or a bad play. 
Like, I don't want to continue playing the same bad plays over and over again. I don't know about you. Like, I want people to be challenging opponents. You know, sometimes it just, it's just, it's not in the cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not in the heart of the cards. It's just not in the cards. So that being said, what do you bring in to Summit? Like, what decks are you bringing? Well, let's see. I will be bringing my two Pride and Joys, Urza, Poly Tyrant, um, and Najila, Warrior Queen, with slight, slight modifications from the database. And which you, which if, you discussed earlier. Correct. And if, uh, and if my cards show up, I may bring uh, the Anya World Gorger deck. <laughs> just world gorger combos are just gross ah uh, yeah but you know what if you time interaction right it's just it's game it's back breaking and they're like what are you doing oh i gotta explain this because like, if nobody's gone through a world gorger animate dead combo it's it's something to watch because like the gears are turning when you're explaining it and they're just like whoa yep and um and in that deck, it's actually kind of hard because you're doing it just to net mana for like an infinitely large Avacyn's Judgment because you're going to discard it because of madness. And then, yeah, poof, yeah. Let, me, let me machine gun you. <laughs> Are you bringing in your popper deck or no? I don't know. It might be in the trash before the summit. Stop it. I want to bring Iganex, at least. I mean, I'll, I'll have Playcrafter. Playcrafter's a That is a deck's good... so gross. <laughs> Yeah, and also because like I like nice things, I got like the expensive versions of all of those commons. Dada? <gasps> Dada? Down. Down. <laughs> hey, buddy. Say hi. Hi. It's <laughs> awesome. All right. Isn't it way past your bedtime? Go to sleep. <sighs> Just I wish he would. Give it like but, another uh, year or two, and he'll finally have a real sleep sleep routine. Right now, it's just whenever he wants. He's had a sleep routine, but like he was, he couldn't escape, and now he can escape. Yeah, because he's big enough. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna be so way bigger than you. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm five eleven on a very good day, uh, and if he can at least be six feet, that is, we did it, boys. <laughs> I mean, he's he's gonna be a point guard for the Celtics, so. I just hope he discovers baseball. Baseball, really? I, that's what I played. I do want him to play hockey, to be fair, because I unfortunately so never got though. It is very expensive, and that's why my mom couldn't afford it for me growing up, but I would like, I would hope that I'm able to provide that for him, at that'd, least for him to try. That'd be it. awesome. Hockey's an amazing sport. It's just so expensive to get into, and when they're that young, like you go through gear like crazy. Just, so you, so you just bring in those three? Plus maybe yes. a popper deck. Yeah, it's just what it's... else do you have built? Oh, what do I have built? I have Duretti, Scrapper Savant. I have Marwin. Uh technically. Oh, bring Marwin. I... Bring Marwin. I'm gonna bring what fits in my bag. I would bring Marwin because I would classify that medium to maybe high. I mean to be fair, it is on the database. Alright. Alright. Uh but it is very, very easily stopped. I mean, like, do you have a medium slash high that you can play at the open tables? I mean, technically, Duretti, but, like, I don't, like, as long as they're okay with proxies. I gotta look back, but I think this is a whole proxy-friendly event. 
if that's the case, then Doretti. What are you missing? Oh well, I mean, um, City of Traders. Um, like, I mean, they're proxies of things that I own, except for a workshop. But I can take that out. That's not. A I would deal. take that out. You're not going to see yeah, workshop at a medium power table. I mean, you might. I mean, you got to think about it. Ryan's Karn deck is definitely medium to high. It just has all of everything in it. I think he's only missing. Like, I don't. I have never seen his list. It's. So I, I. I. I think he's three or four cards off of being like CEDH level. Actually, is, with Urza, hard, with Urza's workshop, it might bring it to that level. The problem with with colorless is just that there's no interaction. Like you can have, I don't think it'll ever breach the CDH level or even fringe, but it is a very high powered deck. Well, with those colorless lessons from um, Strixhaven and the way they generate mana, there is interaction that way. I think it's called Inclination to Annihilation, or whatever. It's the five mana one that exiles a permanent. Yeah. I mean, the controller draws a card, but like that's something that's very big for that deck. Right. And then you have Scour yeah. Existence and stuff like that. I mean, there's definitely a bunch of cards that Ugin. definitely from this set that needs to go in there. Karn Sil- uh, uh, Urza Silex. Oh, no. It's white. white. Uh, it's white. Oh, uh, that's terrible. Uh, well, Urza's Incubate, uh, the, the creature, the one that's a legendary creature. Uh, what's the flying three? one, right? Flying one, yeah. Yeah, uh, for I guess mid to high power is definitely Doretti. Like it's the kid, the kid's list that I you know took some pointers from. He labels it a CDH. It's it's not a CDH deck. Like it's a mono red artifact stacks deck. Like it. What for Doretti? Yeah, it's it's a powerful deck, but I need a there's a, there's a lot of moving parts. There is, there and is, and I need Doretti. Yeah, the deck doesn't win without Doretti. Are you playing Luxior in that now? I do, yeah. Of course. All right, that, card, that, that card's sweet. Yeah, like I transitioned from a couple things to having... I have the Godo, Godo Helm of the Host combo in there. Um, and then I have the Painter-Servant Grindstone combo. Yeah, I mean, that still requires a decent amount of setup, though. So Right. And at Aetherflux Reservoir, a Mana Reducer and Top also. Liberator but, like, versus Battlethopter. That's the one. Um, but yeah, no, like, I mean, I would consider that probably, like, mid-high power. I mean, I would bring, I'd either bring that or Marwin. If they all fit, I'll just bring them all. <laughs> if they, oh, they're just coming in. Is that it, though? Those, those are the last two? Uh, Doretti and Marwin? Oh, no. So, Doretti, Marwin, Tulane, Toxerl, Well, did you take Tulane part or no? No, it's just, it's just, it's just in the, I'm, I, I, yeah, I don't want to ever play it. It's technically together. I just won't play it because it is a very difficult deck to play and no one wants to play against it because of the long turns. And I get it. And Toxel is just gross. You and Ryan's Toxel are just gross. Yeah, but Toxel, my, my, but my Toxel list is different than, than Ryan's. He plays the Cormus Bell, uh, Urborg thing such a terrible thing like oh let me just destroy all of your lands i mean they play it takes a long time to set that up because talks will cost what seven? Oh, i played a, a game and i got him out on turn one are you proud of yourself i am no you're not the, go- the goal was set and i did it he died right away but he was he did, <laughs> he did stick yeah, yeah he when did he died stick. a turn one source of plowshares i forget what it was but it was 
Oh, feed the swarm. I'm sorry. So I was playing against uh, mm. I was playing against the dude playing Scarab God, and he just goes turn two. He goes, he goes no turn one because he just played land, land Chrome Mox, and boom. I mean, you have to. That's kill on site. And I was like, cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I have no cards in hand. This is cool. <laughs> All right, so I'll be bringing uh, Prosper, Minskin Boo. I'm going to bring Lin Civi as like my medium deck. Because it, it, it's it's medium. It's schmedium. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's very easily interrupted. Oh, it is, but it, I, inter- I interrupt everybody else too. So, yeah. And then um, um, I want to get bring Ginex and Feywild for Popper. I don't think anybody's going to bring Popper, but who knows? And I want to make that new blue-white one, too. The blue-white yeah. soldiers. That looks really fun. And then I'll play Counterspell to make you happy. Thank God. Thank God. Like, all the blue decks that you have that there are no Counterspells, it makes me so sad. Because you go to win, and then, poof, pack to negation. And then you have nothing to help you. Nothing. Nothing. But I will you play, play Veil of Summer, right? In Garth? No. You don't even play Veil of Summer? I played Veil of Summer in uh, Minskin Boo, but not that. Okay, well, Minskin Boo was a real CDH deck. Yeah, I have two real CDH decks now. Two. Count them, two. Happy? I have a problem. I have seven. <sighs> and I had an argument with someone. Well, I, you should only have one deck, and you should be able to master that deck until you move on. And I'm like, how about no? <laughs> No, how about you just play how you want to play? I get I get where they're coming from. Like, you should only devote time until you master that deck. But here's the thing. You can master it on uh, solitaring it, but every game is going to be different. Not every yeah. game is going to play the same. I've cards are going to solitaring it. Cards are going to change in the deck all the time. At least every four months, something's going to change in the deck. Whether it be one or two cards, whether it be like three or four, whether it be just mana, something's going to change in the deck. Mm-hmm. It is known. It is known. Um, I'll bring Lin Civi, uh, Garth. Garth, I'm definitely bringing. But you also have like seven, eight commander decks. Yeah, I have seven. They all varying power levels, though. I mean, Lin Civi's easily my lowest power level, but it's my baby. I've been playing it forever. Um, and I'm gonna get that. Hopefully, I can get that MTG thirtieth one because wasn't able to buy it. Thanks. That was real cool. Yeah, I wild. Couldn't... I couldn't get one. So now, I mean, I only wanted two cards from it, to be fair. Chromox and... And that Necropotence. That Necropotence is hot. Yeah, so like now, how much of that Chromox is going to be? If it's close to the Masterpiece one, I'm just going to get a Masterpiece one. As much as I... I don't think it's going to go that high. Because I think there's actually a good amount of people that don't like Old Border. Like, I love Old Border. I love Brown Border artifacts. I I think they look great. Um and that and it's Dan Frazier, like one of our friends doesn't like old border cards. It's Alex, isn't it? Doesn't like signed cards, doesn't like old border cards. He likes new modern art. The thing is, like, like, I don't like the brand new um border. I like the original modern border, and I like the border after Ice Age. Like that old school border, like the one they're reprinting with now, that's the one after Ice Age. Because Ice Age had this like really cheap feel to it. Like something didn't look right. And then they fixed all the colors and stuff on the newer sets after it looks great. 
Yeah, Ice Age was a very like uh like the color palette was low. It just it was very gray. It was that in alliances, right? Like alliances, homelands, fall, and empires. They just all look cheap for some reason, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like if you go back to like antiquities and stuff, like the board looks great. It's fine, but like it's like, but that's like the dawn of magic. They were they were you know they spent a little more money on things. Think of yep. the quality of Urza's legacy foils. The first foil. Yeah, everyone foils were good. I mean, the etched, I, I like the etched ones now. I think etched. I think going forward, just make it etched. They don't curl. I mean, I mean, they did fix it with uh, in Double Masters too. They did fix the etching. Yeah, I know what I'm saying, but going forward, just make them etched. They're they're much better quality. I know they tried the surge foil in, in the in the 40k commanders, and those curl like they curled when they made it before. There was promos with that foiling, and they curled then. So I don't know why they thought it wasn't going to curl. Hey, I mean, with the etching, I mean, at least I can see some foil cards. Some foil cards that yeah. you, because you don't play the foil cards. Nope. At least we can get some shinies on you now. <laughs> got another one today. Got that uh, Yavimaya one. I was quite happy about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to call it here. Um, thank you for everybody for tuning in for our first podcast of the Mox Fathers. This is just kind of an introduction for us to get the for you to get to know us, know our personalities a little bit. And I believe next time we talk, we're going to be talking a little bit about how Summit went, and then we're going to discuss the Thoracle problem. Mm. Because there are other combos that are banned in Commander that are less efficient than Thoracle. It's in the two premier colors. I don't like it. I understand why it's there. But I think it's time that we got to really address it and be like, hey, are we okay with this being in the format? Because any black I mean, deck's going to play it, hundred percent every time. And I don't blame anybody for playing it, but like it's just not fun, and it's way too easy. You can get it done on turn two without even trying. I mean, to be fair, I mean, like before Thoracle was printed, I mean, it was Laboratory Maniac. You could still do the same exact thing, except you needed a way to to trigger the draw. Correct. Like you, you know, you would have to wait till your draw step. But and... then you then you just remove the laboratory maniac and you lose. It's a lot easier to lose that way. It is. Yeah. There's a reason why lab man combos aren't played anymore, and that's it. It's just so much easier to interact with. This one you just go, I win. I am Baldy. I am Amoth. And we the Mox Fathers. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, as we get into our groove of this more, we'll be a little bit more um, consistent, so to speak. But if you have any questions, if you have any topics you want us to talk about. If you um have questions about like our decks, our opinions on magic, let us know. Uh, we have the Twitter up. Uh, we have the Instagram. Uh, I don't think I would bother with a Facebook. Facebook for magic like interaction is kind of like not a thing. But thank you again, and we'll see you next time.